0: hi and thanks for joining us on another episode of the nanobot rock mixtape i'm greg and on this episode clay and i discuss two music festivals in six months breakbeat the light at the end of the long long darkness and a little barry allen the tracks we dive into this week are paul p sure from pocket protection day to day by paul jacobs Hotel California's Soothe My Soul and Hybrids Flashpoint. This is Nanobot Rock Mixtape. Clay. Are you, wait, are you are you ready to do tree fort twice in 6 months? I got I got my hat. Yay! <laughs> so that's, that's that doesn't answer anything.
1: <laughs> Am I ready for two tree forts in 6 months? See, I thought about this the other day in that instead of having it be September and then you just flip around and do it in March because uh, I mean uh, Maybe the people that put on the, the festival are just insane and can, you know, turn around and immediately after the festival is done, just put, organize a new one. But uh, I, would, I would think like maybe you just kind of stagger it and do September and then you could do nine months instead of six. Give people a little bit of reprieve.
0: June in Boise. June in Boise. It's better than June in Houston. I have, I have seen you so badly sunburnt at Treefort in March. I'm not sure I'd want well, to do it. Well, because
1: tr- <laughs> in March, you don't think to bring your sunblock with you, but you, it's, it's part of your, it's part of your staple in June. Your All, repertoire. I have, I have a nice farmer's hat I can wear. It's very floppy. You have a what? I have a farmer's hat. A nice farmer's <laughs> a floppy hat. floppy farmer's hat. A floppy farmer's hat that I can wear and it will cover
0: my neck. You got a fanny pack to go with the floppy farmer's hat that you're going to wear? You
1: want, me to, you want me to go get it? I can go get it.
0: No, you're right. I'll take your word for it. I, I think it, it has, more it has, left a, it has a flap that, works that comes in the back and uh, dr- it protects your neck. Knack, a, knack flap, a neck flap protection. That's right. So your, your whole case for making a June tree fort is that you have a neck flap to protect you. So why not do it nine months later as opposed to six months later?
1: Well, and I would much rather experience June in Boise than June in Houston.
0: You can come out here. Come on out, hang out,
1: come but on my, out to B Town. But my, but my point was that it would be you know, kind of stagger a little bit. So I mean, I, you can just rip the band aid off. That's fine. You know, just just a back to back festival like that six months in. Well, uh, but it's it in succession. You came
0: out and did. You came out and did Tree Fort, and then you went and did UMS in Denver, and that was that's August. I, though, no, right? but I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the organizers.
1: Like you know, basically like uh, they're doing the announcements in November for March. So you're basically going to end the festival and then it's like, oh man, that was fun. Yeah, that was great. Okay. Let's go call some bands. Like who's, who's coming through town? Like you're teach, there's no reprieve for those folks. I mean, granted they
0: had a, a, a two year sabbatical at this point, but still gotta get back on track. Gotta get back. Well, I mean, we, we just curate the, the bitter Creek brunch, And that's, you know, a three-day affair, Friday, Saturday, Sunday sort of event. And doing a five-day haul of Treefort and then curating the Bitter Creek brunch for three days. And then, so that's, I don't know, 12-hour days for three days at Treefort for us, typically thereabout. That's exhausting. I couldn't imagine putting together two festivals in six months. That's insane. But... Can you imagine saying the word curate again? Curate. I can't, I, 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 I get it. I mean, there's, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that the people that put together tree fort music festival are on another level of passion and appreciation for music and art and culture. Like it's, they are our in unsung their
1: heroes because of nobody understands the amount of effort that actually goes into like, I can't even organize a seven year old's birthday party. Like you know, the, the <laughs> amount of project management and things that go into a festival like this,
0: like there's this is a lot of work. But it's 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 a project of passion beyond anything else. I, I firmly believe that. And the one that we run into quite regularly throughout the festival uh, is Mr. Gilbert himself. Um, and he's the festival director and he's he I, I don't get it on Sunday. You'll see him cruising around, just jamming out and living it up. And I know he's got to just be running on fumes, but he, you wouldn't know it. It's, uh, it's my hats off to him, to everybody on the tree fort crew. I mean, that's, it's incredible. And then to do two in six months, it's going to make waiting from the second festival to the following March feel like a lifetime again. We're going to be, we're going to be spoiled two festivals in six months. There are some humans that just operate on a different level. Apparently. I just, I, I struggle to get out of bed on the weekend, like in a timely manner. No, I'm talking like, about you and, and your pillow no, so
1: cozy. I'm talking about you and your, I, I need a festival after six months. I need more music. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll no, stop. I want it. I'll, I'll go. I'll stop <laughs> now.
0: I want it. I, I just, uh, I mean, you know, Mondays after tree fort, you're pretty much oh, remnants a, yeah. of your former self. <laughs> I say the U as in both of us, not just you. You, so the, it'll be interesting to see the metaphorical you, the meta- the proverbial you, in the sense of the proverbialnesslessness. Which, uh, yeah, that's we'll have to see. Um, I, we will certainly be reporting back to everybody on the two festivals in six months and see how that goes. Um, hopefully, in September, we're not too rowdy and crazy that we get invited back to the March festival, um, but. Spoiler! We're going to be looking to do uh, interviews for the mixtape at Treefort, recorded with Treefort musicians. We're going to do what now? We're doing interviews, and we will be incorporating those into the mixtape episodes in and around when Treefort is happening. So, stay tuned. And I know it's only April, but in about five months... We're going full bore music festivals and everything's kind of opening back up. We're starting to get shows again. Musicians are starting to play little venues again and things are, things are starting to get there again. So yes, are the big are one, but yeah, it's shaking bacon. I helped. You don't remember those? I do.
1: I'm just, Oh, okay. Way to keep it topical, Greg.
0: Well, you're staring blankly at me, which is usually what you do when I say stuff that you're just, okay, Greg. Well, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I plan on making Eric
1: and Rakim mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, reference mm-hmm. later. So just stay tuned for that one.
0: <laughs> well, since it is April, since we are talking about music, not so live and uh, concerts, let's, let's chat about four new tracks. What do you say, Clay? Let's do it. Speaking of live music, I guess it unintentionally it, it makes a really good segue to our first track of this episode of the mixtape. I, I was reminded when I listened to this track about a a meme that I once saw and it said something to the effect of never under any circumstances should a band decide to quote, just jam live. Um, and I think that that's a really good point to make for a lot of bands. However, I think that there's an exception to this, and that would be the first track on the episode. And I am talking about Pocket Protection. Yes, Pocket Protection, a jam band, and the track Paul P. Sure. music scene. I don't know if you've heard much about New Orleans music. They've got a little bit that came out of there over the, you know, history of humanity. Just, just a touch. The new, some a jazz, little bit. Some Zydeco. It is kind of the, uh,
1: Beignet rock.
0: Beignet rock? Is sure. that like a King Baby Cake rock? Do we have some other, Beads rock? I don't know. No, we're not going down that rabbit hole. Uh, but the New Orleans music scene, the I mean, there's come a knocking there's no doubt that the music scene in New Orleans is, (laughs) Uh, you take that imagery with you and let's get moving. You missed me, didn't you? Oh man, I missed you greatly, greatly. I needed this, this, this is what I needed for sure. The, just the vibrant, just the, it's now I'm going to, I don't want to use words like lush after you're using these beads references, but the, the, just New Orleans music is undoubtedly just rich with anything and everything that you want. And we've seen some amazing musicians come out of that. But as of late, we have Pocket Protection, a New New Orleans Music Scene 4 piece made up of George Gekas, uh Alvin Ford Jr., Paul Pravosti, and Andrew Yanofsky. Now, these are four musicians. If you're paying really close attention, you may understand that Uh, George Gekas is the bassist from The Revivalists. Alvin Ford Jr. is the drummer for Pretty Lights Live. Uh, Paul Provovsky is the guitarist from Delta Phonic. And Andrew Yanofsky is the keyboardist from Chawa. These are very well-experienced musicians, and they decided to come together out of an impromptu gig at the Maple Leaf in 2019. And now we've got this insanely brilliant, nearly eight minute jam. Yeah. Right, Clay? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. (laughs) You tell, I I, I go back to your,
1: you know, your little meme that you you brought up about jam bands, or be careful how you jam band, I guess, or whatever the cautionary tale was. (laughs) Like anything, I mean, like anything else in life, you get some people together to to have some kind of impromptu creative session and and you know things are going to go one of two ways in that everything is kind of slapdash and you know things aren't really working and you have to restart or it just the noodling doesn't work or you have a band that has instant chemistry and cohesiveness and that's what it sounds like happened here with pocket protection and these and these four individuals where they, they got together for this session and it just, it just turned out to be something amazing that they said, oh my God, I want to keep doing this. And this went on to them deciding to release uh, what will be Pocket Protection Volume 1 from uh, Color Red, and that comes out on May 4th. But all that being said, you listen to this track and yes, this this is textbook jam session music to me uh it starts out it feels very it feels very session musician-y to me if that makes sense like there's just a lot of people who are really technical in their craft and it's almost like um like a boxing match or a football game where it's the first few rounds or the first quarter of the game yes i know we're we're going into sports analogies yay that you're, you're really kind of sticking to the script and figuring out like what you can do with your script and does this work or not. And then things just deviate from there. And I think that's where you really start to see what this what these four individuals are capable of once they kind of allow themselves to get off the guardrails and, you know, get out of that um, setting the table intro. Like this is a seven minute track and it's it's, It's worthy of all of your time because you have to experience the evolution of this track to really appreciate it.
0: The gentleman from Texas concedes the remainder of his time. You may have the speaking stone. The, the gentleman from Texas is taking his family to Cancun. Uh, different gentleman from Texas. Well, we wouldn't use gentleman. As Clay put it, uh, apparently there's a scripted first few quarters, and to stay on the analogy, uh, especially in New Orleans, is that when the script starts going awry, apparently you just shut off the power to the stadium. Is that what Roger Goodell's script is doing? Is that what we're implying here? Or No. Okay. Um, the, the script that you're talking about i feel that though but in a way the way that paul p sure evolves and then evolves is definitely the word that i want to cling to with this track is that it, it originates in this very almost fundamental nod to new orleans sound within i'd say even maybe the first four minutes or so i mean it it's on the whole, it's definitely it's a palate cleanser of the utmost degree from what many would consider proverbial, proverbially unknown musicians. Because you might have heard of the Revivalists, Pretty Lights, everybody knows, you know, Delta Phonic, Chawa. You know these bands, but this is you know the keyboardist, the bassist, the drummer. Like these are these are incredibly talented musicians. I but I haven't had this much fun with a jazz infused instrumental since my days exploring the realm of yes. For the first time, something about Paul P. Sure. Just, it starts with this just basic fundamental nod to the origins almost for the first, about four minutes. But shortly after that, four minutes, the track breaks down and we get this groove on the bass that's thrown in. And then Ford comes in with the skipping snare and Provosty builds on these colorful licks. And, Then the keys chime in and rebuild the track at the midpoint that transports us to another place entirely, all within the walls of the same song. And I know I said that everybody should be cautious and never just jam live, but Pocket Protection can jam all they want. They are the exception to the rule, and I'm super excited to hear more from these guys. If only one album, I'll take it, because this is a fantastic fantastic and amazing it, it's just the song that I needed right now and it, it hits perfectly I guess
1: I don't guess I know you guess you know you know it does
0: <laughs> speaking stone so, conceded
1: back to Oh uh, thank you um, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right Geckis he says that uh, Paul P. Shore <laughs> defines the intention and essence of pocket protection and well good news for you Greg because if you enjoyed what came out of this track, then you know you're going to you're going to get more of it. Uh, he goes on to say, if there were no blueprints or discussion to establish a game plan, oh, look they they threw my uh, sports analogy out the window. Maybe I should have studied better (laughs) or any strict guidelines as to what everyone should do or play. Instead, we relied on intuition and each other to continue to move the music forward. It felt right when we first performed together, made sense in the studio and will continue to as a collective idea. You know, I I guess the whole thing was improvised. So there goes my script idea, but you know what? I think, (laughs) I think the analogy still holds and you never know what you're going to get when you introduce, you know, four people together and get them to start playing. And so, you know, sometimes you get four people who decide let's never mention that again. And other times you get this. (laughs) And I'm glad that we got this because as you mentioned, what they created out of Paul P. Shore, which apparently the, the original name of the track was the grateful almonds. And what, while is a, is a great title in and of itself, they decided to later call it uh, Paul P Shore because of their love of Paulie Shore and a nod to the guitarist. Apparently, they had as much time uh, saying Paul Pravosti as you did, so they just call him Paul P. So fun fact: the more you know.
0: The more you know. Fun fact: so don't be crusty, Dave. Go listen to Paul P Shore by Pocket Protection.
1: Greg, let's move on to another Paul, shall we? We shall. Out of Montreal, Canada, it comes an individual by the name of Paul Jacobs. He is releasing an album called "Pink Dogs on the Green Grass" on June eleventh. This this uh, Paul Jacobs was the was the is the shall soon always be. I don't know how time works. The drummer of Pottery, but has has worked on a on a solo project and. Next, we're going to dive into his fantastic track, Day to Day. Greg, I don't know how much how much time you spent with any of these singles outside of day-to-day, but what I have gotten out of Pink Dogs on the Green Grass so far is, is just this amazing sound. And I think day-to-day really encapsulates a lot of what is really wonderful about this. The whole idea of this album for Paul Jacobs was, it was inspired by... Uh, unwanted moments in life that stick to you and like bizarre encounters and situations and all of that. But through that kind of narrative storytelling, Jacobs decided to take his love for psychedelic and timeless studio recordings and kind of marry them together with this kind of indie sound that he created. And the outcome is this just, just this wonderfully laid back finger picking, Lazy, I mean, I, I want to say that like lazy vocals, <laughs> but I don't mean it in like a derogatory or per, uh, pejorative way. But it's just, it's kind of got that laid back, low effort kind of, you know, Dinosaur Jr. Beck kind of feeling t- like, you know, the early days of those guys that it just it evokes to me. Some may say nonchalant, perhaps.
0: Mm, there's a word that's in a dictionary. I, you know, once I got past the first twenty seconds in the white room with the black curtains in the station of this song, I quickly realized the meticulously Turn it up, man. (laughs) In the white room with black curtains in the station, I there's this. There are these meticulously layered melodies reaching back into this very nineties vibe, walking that thin line between what we hear maybe from Julian Casablancas and Lou Reed. It's that nonchalant vocal kind of that. I won't call it lazy because I I think that uh, that's the wrong phrase to use. Well, thank you (laughs) for making
1: me feel bad.
0: But the, the interesting piece of this is that it's that nonchalance, but it's, it's this lush instrumental presence pairing with that, that, and I keep coming back to it, but nonchalant vocal sense to plant squarely in, I guess, for a more modern, recent association, kind of a, a Kurt Vile world of modern music, but on the rock side of singer-songwriters, where Paul Jacob takes us with day-to-day. Yeah,
1: and I also don't think that this uh, nonchalance or... Mm, laziness, if you want to call it that, like is indicative of the rest of the album. I mean, like, and I know we usually don't don't get into other ones, but like like Half Rich, Half Rich Loner and Underneath the Roses, I don't know if you've gone back and listened to those, but they have like, they've got this crazy energy about them. So it's not like this is just some kind of uh, music that's just slugging along this is just a change of pace but it it creates this nice tonality to it where you can just kind of r- ride a relaxing wave and as we put together this this mix uh, we've got some pretty big tracks that book into this thing and you just you need to take a breath and i think this track does a fantastic job of doing that
0: You're spot on with understanding the mixtape that we're putting together and having these these massive bookends on on either side and it's not that we're trying to find a filler here and i know that's not what you meant but it's it's there is a purpose and a place both in paul jacobs with using day-to-day on pink dogs on the green grass and also in our mixtape is that there's there's a an absolute purpose to why this track was put where it is it works for us it works for him but it, it is not a throwaway or just a filler. Now there's a line here. The the latter part of this song is, is something that I want to chat about. I mean, just to, to get there. I mean, it's a three and a half minute track of a swirling building sound based on unexpected moments in life developed in a dark room of psychedelics shot on analog framed in memories. I mean, it, it encapsulates a lot in a very natural way, but near the very end, that nonchalance comes out with the lyrical prowess of Jacobs and he sings i just hope you get to do whatever you want to do with an almost focused yet uncaring delivery that makes it sound nearly insincere but yet it means something and if if you really want a uh, an interesting dive into my thoughts on kind of this realm of sound we did r- write a review of julian casablanca's solo album years ago and i i i was i'll just say i wasn't a fan you can go to nanobotrock.com and read that that review but it 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 comes dangerously close to being almost just this woe is me lamenting sound when you infuse that nonchalance with this particular style of approach and paul jacobs doesn't do that there's there's a hope here there's a meaning here but it has depth and it has gravity to it in a way that i i didn't fall down the hole of of darkness with this but it's not sunshine sunshine and butterflies at the same time and it it worked so well so i applaud paul jacobs for doing that
1: Well, he said of the song that it was inspired by a trip with friends during which uh, they played at a festival near a river out in the woods. The experience stuck with them as one of the greatest times in their lives, uh, as Jacobs explained. And the song is a reminder to live for today and shoot for your dreams. So yes, there is this kind of upbeat, shared experience with, with with another that adds to that positivity that you that you talked about and it does yes it marries really well with this sound that he created so i th- i think he he really just kind of he he just found the right the right thread to put this all together so with that um pink dogs in the green grass is available for pre-order currently and the album will be out on april 30th uh, via blow the fuse records and Jacobs will be announcing a virtual album launch scheduled to start on May 7th. So go check out Pink Dogs on the Green Grass, dive into day to day, check out some of the other tracks, and there's our Pauls <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm going to ask a question here to the audience or anybody. If you have owned one or multiple copies of The Eagles' Greatest Hits, please raise your hand. Yeah, everybody's owned. You can raise your hand, Clay. I know. Uh, no, the,
1: uh, the only thing I own is Eagles Live.
0: That's the greatest hits. What else do you think they're going to do? They're not going to get out there and just play Desperado. I only ask that question because this next track has nothing to do with the Eagles, except for maybe by name association. And I'm talking about Hotel California. Producer, singer, songwriter Daniel Green. Uh, is he related to the Mental Floss guys No, Different green? Okay, we'll, we'll look at that on the back end. But the track that I'm talking about is something that struck me. And I just needed something to lift me up and make that final stretch towards the warmer days. And the track embodies it in sound and in title, and I'm talking about Soothe My Soul. Oh summer,
1: hold me now, let us bathe in ocean spray. Oh summer, break the
0: rule, don't let us down, let autumn wait. Oh summer,
1: let us stray The ocean
0: walk towards better days Oh summer, stay
1: a while Longer now, dream a dream
0: Soothe my soul from Hotel California, the moniker of Daniel Green. It comes in with those echoing vocals. It slowly grows on this synth foundation for the first 30 seconds or so before we begin to really feel a presence of a beat. But then the almost three-minute song comes plucking in with an acoustic guitar, and it embodies this warmth audibly and this, this hopefulness and just this, it's almost like an isolated reflection in a way as well. And it just, it really just lifted me up. And it's, it's one of those songs that you got to just let in, just let it in and feel it and experience it. And to me, it, it struck a profound chord at a time that I think we all need it because it feels like it's, it's the sun rising and a new day, a new dawn, a new life for those post COVID. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, it's full of hope and we just need to infuse a little bit more of that and that's where soothe my soul landed on the mixtape from my perspective and try not to sound cynical here of
1: leave it to someone from you know northern europe to come up with a song about summer but it's it's more around the, the fact that the harsher the winter the more you appreciate the summer and i i feel like it, like everything that you just said there's this there's this level of with everything that the the world has been experiencing over a, we'll call it a long winter. Greg just finished Game of Thrones, so he'll he'll enjoy a, the the long winter. <laughs> but you, you start you start to realize all the things that you take for granted when you're when you're shut in and it's dark and you don't have as much joy. And maybe I'm putting maybe I'm trying to pile a little too much onto this song, but I I do feel like there's there's just this level of like you said it's just letting some of the light in to the fact that you know we get to experience the out of doors and allow things to soothe our soul uh our souls have been traumatized over the last year plus and we as as a human race have been have really had to go through a lot and we we try to live our lives normally but we, we need to allow ourselves some forgiveness for what has gone on. But this is just kind of that opening the door of the light and allowing it to, as he puts it, soothe your soul. And I think everything in this song just pulls at that emotion just perfectly, whether it is those light keyboards or the, you know, the plucking acoustic or just kind of how everything blends together in kind of that singer-songwriter fashion of the early days of 70s folk rock what Green is doing here just pulls at all of that emotion so well Oh summer Soothe my soul Heart and bones Let us breathe If winter Would shine like you I'd stand the rain
0: Soothe my soul is a song of hope and Clay, you you bring up a really good point with this. It's, I mean, it is finding a balance and existence and the pains being soothed and the reality of sound that that Daniel Green has created as Hotel California and it is it does it feels like we've been in this very long winter like it just seems like like we've been in this darkness for so long and we're all sick of it we get it and when you're in darkness for so long you learn to appreciate the light and it's not just the airiness that exists in soothe my soul, but the structure of this song as well, the way that it develops as it, as it goes really feels like a dawning. It's not just, Hey, look, light brightened, and, and, you know, happiness. It's, it's really a, a developing dawn that comes in soothe my soul and the pairing of digital with digital those brief acoustic plucks that pop up, it molds this dreamlike sequence of a sound that transports me and, and I'm sure others from longing for warmer summer days to a place almost even better. And it's, it's like, this should be an anthem of, of hope for us at this point. And it's, it's a soothe my soul. It's soothing your soul. It's, it was just needed. And I feel like we, we need to, we need to, help move the dial any way we can on this one to try and get this kind of expression and feeling out. And it, it hit on all the right chords for me. Well, and Daniel green had a really interesting quote when he
1: talked about a, a a even weirder analogy to kind of bring into this, but it makes sense, uh, about, he said, quote, when I first became aware of daylight lamps, I suddenly understood it's not just me. We need more light in winter times. He, said, he goes on to say, especially in COVID times, in bigger cities with apartments without balconies. And as a proud owner of a daylight lamp, I, I can tell you, like as humans, we don't always get the things that we need. And there are times that we go without, and it it we don't realize just how empty we are until this thing is missing. And that's what makes me really grateful for this track is this is a type of music and a type of sound and a type of feeling that i'm really grateful to have back in my life and i didn't know that was missing so thank you hotel california for this fantastic track of soothe my soul Greg, I know you're like me and <laughs> wake mm.
0: up. Mm. Uh, that's arguable, yeah, but okay. No, yeah.
1: <laughs> that statement is sus. <laughs> and I don't mean you're exactly like me, even though we we both are uh fine bearded gentlemen with children who enjoy music and soccer and uh wear and keep our press lanyards behind us when we're recording. However Twinsies we, uh, <laughs> Uh, I feel like we both grew up with an appreciation for breakbeat music, and I'm talking like there's a level of nostalgia to this that feels really weird to say that when I when I try to harken back to a, a Prodigy or Chemical Brothers or Crystal Method, you know, it's bands that are still to this point still relatively recording, but. That they had their heyday in the in the mid '90s, and that this this sound really took off. There was another band that took off during this time as well in the UK uh, called Hybrid. And while breakbeat is in itself a big sound, and you know usually finds itself on a lot of soundtracks and things like that, there's just there's something more to what Hybrid is doing. And for their sixth album, which will come out later this year, they have done it again and continue to move this large cinematic sound forward with their new track Flashpoint.
0: And you, who never thought to question if this was how things were supposed to be, I convict your conviction. History is contingency and things could always have been otherwise. And still might. And still might will end in time all you held so perpetual. All you thought was supposed to exist. I only suppose to exist. And may not one day soon.
1: Flashpoint is a six-minute track uh, and it is also accompanied by a mini sci-fi film that tells a a vast story. I guess is the way I'll put it. Um, <laughs> I, I watched it, and, I, and you know, maybe I've watched too many linear things lately. But I was trying; I I found it difficult to piece the narrative thread. But still, the imagery was amazing, and uh, it. It meshed really well with with this track, and I, I mean, we talked about it earlier in terms of like booking bookending these things
0: with a big sound. But Greg, this is a big sound. It is. Thank the, you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. We're looking at we're looking at a six minute track here, nodding to the sounds that pioneered UK electronic sound decades ago, and there is a sense of nostalgia at this because the breakbeat sound, I mean. One album that that's still heavily on my uh, my rotation is Music for the Jilted Generation. It's still something that I go to all the time, and the breakbeat sound is is amazing. And um, I, I was joking about this off air, but I'm going to bring it up to all of the you know the the happy college guys out there with white sunglasses. Um, yes, Daft Punk broke up, but there's still a lot of electronic music out there. So you know. You're okay. You're gonna be okay. Um, start with hybrid. Check out Flashpoint, because this song it's the lead single for their upcoming sixth studio album, as you'd pointed out, but the intro is I, I guess I'll start there because there's so much to say about this track, but okay, full disclosure, I've been listening to the Tron legacy soundtrack a lot lately. And the way that that incorporates with the, the narrative that happens and the way that flashpoint begins with this narrative that in my mind, I almost at first was going, wait a minute, is that Adam driver is Kylo Ren doing? Oh, wait, no, that's not a rendition from, because the way that, that, that lull the vocal delivery yeah. and I'd have to, I have to look into it to find out where that came from, but, it, but well, that it's, intro it's in the short film, but
1: yeah, no, just diving into what you said. Like, I'm glad you brought up the, uh, Tron legacy because it does have that, you know, kind of little da with a bagel, like wah sounds that basically encompass that whole, yeah, that, that whole album. Yeah. So thank you. Uh c- Please continue.
0: Yes, you're quite welcome. But the, the it's, it's just the hook and the hook on this. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Hybrid knows damn well what they're doing and they do a fantastic job in executing it and it's not just someone in the in a basement spinning remixes Um, this this is meticulously thought out and very very well executed but the way that it builds off that narrative in the beginning that just shapes this world that it transports you to and it's it's darkness with these shooting beams of light that come through in their beats and the way that it, it fuses itself together But then there's a breakdown of about 4 minutes and 20 seconds that just flips this bad boy on its head, cranks it to 11, and you're gonna want to pay attention.
1: I mean you brought up music for a Jilted Generation earlier and uh even like Crystal Methods Tweakend or uh Chemical Brothers Surrender are albums that I just I kinda like my go-to for a lot of this. And one of the thing that those albums plus uh like RJD2's Dead Ringer or um the The New Deal, which I brought up a long time ago now, is this while the the breakbeat sound is a fantastic sound. What really ties a lot of this together is, and this will go counter to what we talked about a few weeks ago is, is this level of bringing in the analog. And what I mean by bringing in the analog is you've got uh, Stu Morgan with, with guitars. You've got um, Simon Hansen with just with live drum that just adds a new layer of depth to the song and really, there's that staccato beat, and then I'm I'm assuming, and I got to go back to listen to that that song break that you did, and our listeners got a good chance to hear it, so lucky them. But Stu Morgan's guitar just rips into this thing.
0: But it's the way he pairs the harmonies with that guitar as he rips into it. He's singing with it as well, and it, it, there's there's this vocal harmony that comes in on top of that, and it's just this. I mean, they're not words per se, but it's just the it's the way that. I, I, the pairing, like it's, this is a whole nother level of musicianship that some would disregard as breakbeat. I just want to throw that out there. I know, and I and I get
1: that, but to kind of put it together with what we talked about with some of the other tracks, like everything just is is just expertly packed together to to maintain maximum effect. I feel like the only thing that really is risk missing here is you don't get a lot of um, Charlotte Truman's. You know, she's the front woman for the band, and you don't really get to experience a lot of what she brings. So guess what? Go back and listen to some other hybrid because there's a lot here to really dive into. And, you know, her songwriting is is amazing in and of itself. But yeah, this this whole thing is, there's a reason that a lot of their albums are uh, basically like that they've written a lot of soundtrack albums. Like they've got that sound. It's this big, rich sound that just goes on top of bombastic storytelling so well.
0: And and it, you're absolutely you're absolutely spot on with that. And it's her vocals, that's that's the harmony that comes playing in on top of the guitar that I was saying there as well when she jumps into it. And it's it's beautifully done, but it, it incorporates itself so seamlessly that it just proves that hybrid, after all this time, still fully know what they're doing. And it's it's an incredible experience. And you mentioned the soundtrack and this is almost one of those moments where I wanted to find something to put this to myself so that it's its own soundtrack, because it just feels so straight-up anthem, It it especially after that breakdown, and when it just kicks in, all of a sudden it just it spins it around in a way that feels like, okay, is this going to be the soundtrack to the next soccer game I'm watching, or is this going to be the soundtrack for something else? And either way, or any way you look at it, Flashpoint is, uh, with the exception Of Barry Allen himself, this is the Flashpoint that'll be top of the list for everybody.
1: Yeah, again, my hat's off to Charlotte Truman, Mike Truman, Stu Morgan, and Simon Hansen for just what they put together here. And please go check out more Hybrid, check out Flashpoint, and their new album, which will be out later sometime this year.
0: Thank you, as always, for spending time with the Bart Rock and discovering four new tracks with us. And uh, thank you for everybody who's submitting tracks to us. It's It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we look forward to listening to a lot more music and sharing a lot of music with you. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, uh, hit us up. I have a uh, Very interested. We'd uh, be—well, we'd be. We'd be well, I'm not listening to you. We want to listen to them. Oh, okay. If uh, they're, they're listening to us, we're listening to them. If you have a topic you want us to discuss or break down— Clay will tell you how to reach out to us. But in the meantime, keep listening to local and independent music. Keep supporting local and independent music.
1: (laughs) And I promise to get this information to everyone without having a complete meltdown like last time. You can find us (laughs) on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Nanobot Rock. Find us on the web, nanobotrock.com. Send us your submissions to info at nanobotrock.com. We love to hear from you, the bands, the musicians, the artists, and and the PR folks that like to share that. So please share your music with us it's how we it's how we learn it's how we grow so please share and share like stop with your magic
0: it's just sorcery Ah, can't do the segment and there's the for whatever reason in the background (laughs) Clay's contribution (laughs) well I can't do the
1: I can't do the yeah